Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is October 31st, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Asheville Pagan Supply. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Now, it is Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I don't know what your plans are, but I will say over the years, I do less on Halloween day because Halloween is like a season, you know? Um, But I will say this year, I've probably have had one of the most incredible experiences when it comes to Halloween. Maybe not the day of, but around. So number one, I got to do a book signing at Barnes & Noble, which was super cool. I got to meet Barry Bostwick from Rocky Horror Picture Show, who is a legend, and I've already met Tim Curry, so all I need is Susan Sarandon, really, to like get this like perfect little triple, triple go. Um, I got to not only go to the Anne Rice Ball, 35th year, but I actually got to volunteer and be involved and get to see behind the scenes, and it was really cool and incredible, and I feel very lucky. Um, so yeah, Halloween Day. I'm going to take it easy. I've had a very, 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 very stressful October. Um, So stressful that I've questioned. And keep in mind, I have OCD, so this is going to feel very dramatic. I've questioned how my life will go on. And not in like a weird way, but just like, you know, when the world feels like it's imploding. So it's so strange to have such high highs, you know, like uh, the the moment where I, again, I get to be, you know, sitting across from like the president and vice president of the ball and I'm, you know, helping like put things together and I'm helping be involved. That's such a high high. There's people who would give anything to be a part of to be met with such low lows. And I feel like that is very bad for the body and the brain and the mind. So I will be in the future looking for ways to kind of reconcile and even out those sort of things. But Halloween, I'm going to play it easy. You know, uh, maybe watch a scary movie. I would love to watch that new movie that's on Amazon. It's the one where the girl goes back in time to like save her mom's friends from a serial killer. I would love to watch that. So I'm probably doing that tonight. All right. Our quote of the day is, I try to be available for life to happen to me. We're in this life. And if you're not available, the sort of ordinary time just goes past and you didn't live it. But if you're available, life gets huge. You're really living it. Bill Murray. All right. So we are skipping tea today because it's Halloween. I want to get right into it. So let's jump in. Today we are, our headline today is 
Salem witch trials, what caused the hysteria? Now, whoa. Like, what a question. Something people have ached to solve. Many have theories. No one actually knows. I have my theory. Some people say it's fungus on wheat and that was made into bread and it made everyone see things that weren't there. Like, I obviously think there's some credence to that theory. Um, I am a big believer. What's the, there's a name for this. Let me look it up. Oh, I'm a big believer in Occam's razor, which is very often the simplest explanation is the correct uh, explanation. And the reason why I don't really buy the fungus on the bread wheat theory is because I feel like that would happen more often or again or another time, and it just really didn't. Um, however, you know, the Puritans did come over from Europe where witch hunts were a, a very popular thing. Um, they were people who were very mentally beaten down by their religion and spirituality. Um, if anything went wrong in your life, it was because the devil. And I think it, it, I think for me personally, I'll say I genuinely, genuinely believe it was just as simple as mass hysteria. This has happened before in history. Um, the dancing plague, We've seen hysteria happen before, and it happens when people are under intense stress. And being a Puritan at that time in the U.S. would have been intensely stressful, where rain coming or going, crops failing or not, would have meant a harder, harder, harder life. And that's as simple as it is. And of course, you know, the whole thing, you know, saying that uh, Tichuba um, was the person teaching these girls this witchcraft like yeah of course they're going to blame like the enslaved person because obviously obviously it's, it's 2023 we know that's something that happens a lot you know so i think the simplest answer is the correct one i believe there was mass hysteria because that's something that happens today Still, we've seen it repeated. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, this was just a splash in the bucket of what was going on in Europe. So that's my opinion. I don't really buy the ergot fungus theory. I say that with actual, with literally no standing. <laughs> um, so let's see. Let's what's some of the factors for history. Like common. Let's see what they think. Number one, the idea of witchcraft as a threat was brought from England. So by the time the Salem witch trials began in 1692, the legal tradition of trying people suspected for practicing witchcraft had been well established in Europe. So they were from already familiar with this whole thing. They were already familiar with this idea. They were already familiar with doing this, you know? Number two, Puritan worldview was mainstream. Oh, fuck. This ad scared the shit out of me. <laughs> When the Puritans founded Massachusetts Colony in 1630, the idea, or the first governor, John Winthrop, delivered a sermon famously proclaiming the colony um, 
as a model Christian society with no separation of church and state. And as growing numbers of Quakers and Christians and others arrived in Massachusetts, it became more religiously diverse. So the so there was like the the Puritan the the Puritans' societal structure remained firmly in place when the Salem witch trials began, and the Puritan the Puritan colony was very patriarchal and very uh, hierarchical, uh, with women very very looked down upon. Three accusations didn't follow the usual patterns, though accusations of witchcraft themselves weren't out out of the ordinary in colonial New England. Those made in Salem stood out, likely contributing to the panic that spread through the community. Witchcraft accusations normally happened quite sporadically and in some isolation. They rarely snowballed into mass accusation with increasing numbers of people accusing and being accused, like we saw in Salem. Uh, yeah. So as the trials wore on, no one was exempt from suspicion, uh, even though it was primarily young women and girls. But they are saying it is odd that it snowballed the way it did. But again, I'm going to tell you. Mass stress is what does it. They were struggling at this time. Decades of ongoing violence had taken a toll. Yeah, there we go, stress. When the Salem witch trials began in 1692, King Philip's War, also known as Metacom's Rebellion, was still fresh in the minds of colonial settlers. And the natives' last-ditch attempt to stop England colonization concluded in 1676. But the violent conflict had bloodshed um, that was in the Massachusetts colony. So again, stress, stress, stress. Uh, accusations came at a time of political uncertainty. Stress. I'm just telling you, that's my theory. So I want to know your theory, actually. I want to know what, I really want to know what, what you all think. I'm going to do a poll. I'll do this on both Discord and the uh, Facebook group. I'm just going to do a poll. I want to know what you think. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, October 31st. The waning gibbous moon continues to comment on the thread in Gemini today. Here, the moon squares Venus. We've been holding on to secrets lately around things that our partners or friends do that bug us. We want to say something about it, but moderating our language in these moments is proving to be difficult. Tap into the moon and Gemini's ability to be objective about the situation. What is at the core of why these peccadillos of our loved ones bother us? If you address the core of the situation rather than the behavior, you're more likely to be met with sympathy and empathy from the other party. Your daily moon mantra is, seek first to understand then to be understood. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Asheville Pagan Supply is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Our shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magic practitioners and craftspersons with an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious, and affordably priced. We are extremely proud of our knowledgeable and friendly staff who are always prepared to answer questions and personally assist customers with their purchases. 
Our belief has always been that our business presence in the community offers a normalcy to pagan practices, and in educating the general public, we assist in dispelling myths and stereotypes associated with different pagan practices. Open since July of 2014, we focus on our local community and hosting workshops and events. Visiting Asheville? Find us. Just look for the raven with the key. Or shop 24-7 at AshevillePaganSupply.store. That's A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E-P-A-G-A-N Supply.store. Blessed be. All right, we are back. So we are, this is our last urban legend, by the way. We are talking about the tree ghosts of Vietnam. And this is from trueghosttales.com. So they write, I have been to Thailand and Burma. I have never been to Vietnam, even though I flew over Vietnam and Laos to get to Thailand. I hope to one day visit and become a friend to America and tourist. Um, so they said, my half-brother Andrew remembers a different time in Vietnam. He remembers being an, inf uh, being an infantry for the U.S. Army and fighting, uh, fighting in the jungles of Vietnam. He remembers the smell of napalm, the sounds of helicopter blades, and he remembers seeing his friends die. He remembers the dangers. He remembers close friends dying next to him, being bitten by snakes. I do not know if my brother was exaggerating, but he claimed the snake is well known as a one-minute snake because it can kill you in one minute. My brother left Vietnam and carried back with him malaria. At nights, he wakes up in a cold sweat as he goes through the symptoms of malaria. It, uh, my brother remembers the negative side and only two things that came out of the situation. Um, he writes, I interviewed a close friend of mine. Her name was Twee. Twee is refreshing, reverberating, and full of life. With big smiles, she can tell you all about Vietnam. Vietnam that she visualizes as a paradise. Twee is 19 years old and has heard stories about the war, but to her, it's like a mere fable that has been told to her. It seems unreal. I asked her if there are ghosts in Vietnam, and her response is, Pumpty. Twee remembers the stories about the tree ghosts of Vietnam. Legend has it that wandering spirits around the countryside need a place to live, and they take up residence in the trees of the jungle. It is said that if you cut down a tree without asking permission, you will be cursed or you will face bad luck. Usually the people of Vietnam will perform a ceremony asking the entities to leave a tree and to move on to another tree before cutting it down. Former Lieutenant Howard Pierce, who recently went to Vietnam on vacation, stopped off in the jungles, and he claimed he saw two pale apparitions staring at him from one tree. As he approached the tree, the apparitions vanished in front of his very eyes. Perhaps Howard saw the tree ghosts of Vietnam. Another ghost story that Twee recalls is a story from her sister. Her sister and her sister's supervisor were working out of town and were staying in a hotel that was reputed to be haunted. As they discussed how the hotel is haunted, Twee's sister's supervisor started walking around the hallway saying, I don't believe in ghosts. Come out and show me that you are here. He kept saying that over and over again. Finally, an apparition actually walked in front of her and went into another room making a loud sound. After that day, the supervisor believed in ghosts. 
Three tourists claimed that they encountered a phantom soldier wearing a hat that was flipped over on one side. He appeared to be bleeding from the side of his neck and holding on to his neck as he was bleeding. He then said in an Australian accent, I need help. Where am I? As they watched a soldier walk down the hill, he faded it into a thick tree. People have explored the tunnels of Vietnam, have made claims of seeing moving figures in the tunnels. Could these moving figures be ghostly tunnel rats? This person says, after the Vietnam War, I believe there are many, many ghosts. I'll never forget as I walked the bridge of River Kai in Thailand. I could feel the pain and suffering that once befell this area. I didn't need to be psychic to feel the energy. So when Twee tells me that there are ghosts, I believe her. So this is this is an interesting one. And it definitely... It definitely feels like it's a lesson about like this mass death, right? Because as this person is telling the story, they're kind of telling it from both sides of the ghost story, right? The person who went into this land and experienced death and trauma or this other person who is just like, well, this is where I live and I think it's paradise, you know, and how both believe the ghosts that are there. And I think that's really interesting. And it, if I had to say, like, is there a lesson in this? I would say that mass death and just this, yeah, uh, mass death is not good for anybody, <laughs> which I know it seems such a simple thing to say, but yeah. Oof. Tree ghosts. It's so interesting. Kind of feels a little fayish too, this idea of like you, before cutting down a tree, you ask the spirits of the tree to move on to another tree. It's very interesting. All right, witches. Happy Halloween. Oh my gosh. Oh, and I do want to give a shout out to Frankie who visited here. Um, We did a little uh, New Orleans vacay together and it was so much fun. And yeah, so I do want to wrap up this episode. I want to give a shout out to Lauren Wilson, Lauren, you transcendent scrumptious werewolf, Elise S you formidable earthy spinster and Christina Gerritsen, you avant-garde Arcadian spider queen. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. Uh, and before we leave, we do have a card poll. Our card today is one from the Sacred Symbols Oracle deck. You are protected. You are safe in all matters of body, mind, and spirit. Your highest guidance has you covered on all fronts. Do not delay in moving forward. If inquiring about a relationship, situation, or how to proceed, please take this as a sign that you are taken care of and harm to none will be had. Meditate on this symbol when you feel like you need to strengthen your energy. Oh, okay. I'm going to be honest. I really needed that today. Ooh, okay, witches. That's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again in November. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bye. Witches. 
We hope you have a wonderful day, full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.